Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. What you know about rolling down in the deep? When you All right, welcome back. It is eleven forty-six in the zone. Let's go right to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline because she's a busy lady and she doesn't have time to sit around and wait on hold. So Nancy Holt is standing by with some words of wisdom when it comes to horse racing and the UFC card this weekend. Nancy, good to have you on. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are good. Good. Uh, Nancy, is uh, Dwayne Lucas your best friend now? That's what I want to know, because every time I see your social media, you're hanging out with him in some form or fashion at some cool event, and I just want to know, and uh, when do we get to meet him and hang out? I adore him to a completely different level. Let's just say that. And his wife, Lori. They are some of the coolest people I think I've ever had the honor of of knowing i love it so yeah. racing season shifted this year obviously into the later parts of last year we got some two-year-old racing as a bonus which was nice how do you feel like that's all worked out so far this year we've obviously had a couple of you know weather days impacted they've added some days back but uh generally happy with it thinks it think it's gone well yeah, happy with it, and uh, very happy to announce that we have actually increased purses. So that's, you know, nothing unusual uh, here at Oaklawn because the money is so good, and we have actually added another Thursday to our uh, already uh, really interesting schedule. So we will now have four consecutive Thursdays. So that's starting with March 17th. So we will go Thursdays starting March 17th now through April 7th. So uh, get tied on. Uh, we had an upset last weekend, Nancy, with the Rebel. And I guess the Honeybee was about as chalky as you could possibly get with a very heavy favorite winning there. We can talk more about that in a second. But um, did you have Unoho in your in your exotics or anywhere in the mix this last week? Yeah, absolutely nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's an honest Absolutely answer. nowhere. I, you know what? When I do my handicapping, I just do a real quick, you know, yes or no, do I think this horse has a shot? And I immediately put a big fat red uh, check through that horse. I didn't think he would stand a chance. And boy, was I wrong because he lit up the tote board at a whopping 75 to 1. But I tell you what, guys, I thought that the coach might have swept the stakes because Ethereal Road ran just like he did uh, two starts back when he got left uh, by about 16 lengths. And here he came just like he did uh, back when he broke his maiden, and he came flying at the end and got up for second, uh, still at a really, really good price. But nonetheless, it was a very eventful day. And, you know, talking to a couple other people, um, you know, I did ask Coach in the uh, Honeybee post-race interview, you know, what his thoughts were because, you know, it's not unusual for him to run a filly against the boys. I don't remember it, but a lot of people do, when he won with Althea in the Arkansas Derby back in 1984, and he flipped her right back around after a seven-day victory in the fantasy. (laughs) So he said, you know what, I want to see what happens in the Rebel. Guys, I I honestly wouldn't be surprised 
if she could have won the rebel yeah. after, you know, just seeing what happened in that particular race. So very, very happy. You know, he's going to see what happens uh, moving forward. Obviously, I, I think he'll 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 nominate. Um, but, you know, who's not to say that he could potentially win the fantasy with Secret Oath and the Arkansas Derby with mm-hmm. Ethereal Road. I I would definitely tear up. You know, I teared up in that post-race mm-hmm. interview. I'd be, I'd be a hot mess that day <laughs> if I got to interview him. I'm just, he's, uh, he's my newest Jack Van Berg. That's all I have to say. Well, you know, Saturday was a weird day with that particular race, too, and we talked about it on Oakland Race Day, too, because, you know, Jeff Taylor went with Texas Red Hot, which was a paltry 51 to one shot comparatively to the winner. And again, it was just kind of a weird race. And it's been a strange year. We kept talking about how the Southwest, the numbers weren't necessarily great. And to your yeah. point, Nancy, about maybe throwing a Philly in there, maybe this is the year where there isn't a great three year old crop and you could potentially get a Philly home in a, a race like the Derby. Yeah. And you know what? To me, right now, there's not, you, great point. There's not that just super, super standout. Um, so it, it may be that year and i think it it kind of sets up maybe for a horse like secret oath or you know let's point out ethereal road it's a horse that likes to sit back let all the trouble happen in front of him avoid it and then come from behind so uh, it's going to be an interesting next three-year-old series uh back or on April second, so uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a great day. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Have you seen a three year old nationally that you that you like that you do like that hasn't maybe even been through Hot Springs yet? Oh gosh, you know what? There's been a couple. Uh, Steve Asmussen was really really impressive down uh, in the Risen Star with Epicenter, um, yep. but there there's not one that I have seen that gives me goosebumps. Besides Secret Oath. Not yet, anyway. Okay. Sorry, Wes, go ahead. Uh, that was my point. I, I haven't seen a better horse this year than Secret Oath. And, and yeah. you know, I, I was just wondering if you'd seen any uh, a better horse than her. Yeah, it, it's, it's those horses that, you know, when she hit the top of the lane in Saturday's race, I immediately got goosebumps. And you know... When you, I mean, you guys have both been around enough horses that when when you see them, they kind of know they have that presence and they know that they are good. And yeah. it's it, you know it's kind of like when Zenyatta was here, they have that presence about them. And it's like when literally when she hit the top of the lane and started to draw clear, I got goosebumps, mm-hmm. I got tears in my eyes because I'm literally thinking. This horse is truly, truly special. And the fact that Lucas trained the dam, had a couple of stakes winners out of the dam, it's a homebred for Bryland Farm, it's the first crop out of now the state's champion, Arrogate. If this story, guys, doesn't ride itself, I really don't know what does. Nancy Holt is joining on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Nancy is not only a fashionista, she's not only someone who covers the racing game better than anybody, she also covers the fight game. So, Nancy, let's talk about it. Bob Baffert versus Churchill. Um, you want to wait? No, I'm just kidding. We want to talk about yeah, the UFC. That's, but... that's a fight game right there. <laughs> do, do you want to wade into that war at all? Well, you know what's interesting? He has 
endless money at his disposal, um, or at his disposal. Um, right. You know what? I think at some point you just gotta say, you know what? You're right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the days. At some point, you gotta take responsibility. You have mm-hmm. to take accountability. And yesterday, when Dwayne Lucas was the keynote for the National Horse Racing uh, Benevolent Protection National HBPA. There you go. Um, I thought it was very, very vocal of Wayne and very admirable to say, you know what? Kentucky should have made the decision much sooner than they did about Medina Spirit. Not drag it out for months and months and months. Don't do it to the public. Don't do it to the horsemen. Make the decision and stick with it. And you know what? Sometimes as a trainer, you have to do the same thing. You have to be accountable. And I agree with him 100%. Nancy, to your point, uh, Bob Baffert has enough money to put down his disposal. That's how much cash the guy has. So (laughs) I see where you were headed there. Well, Uh, thank you. It's nice to have the backing of a a billionaire who's overseas in the Middle East. So (laughs) I'm sure that helped. It doesn't hurt. All right, UFC this weekend. We got Bryce Mitchell coming yes. up in a little bit, uh, but let me ask you about Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal, the the main event. Oh. Any, you got a strong feeling well, here? You know what? It's interesting because there's so much bad blood there. They got along in the beginning. Uh, Masvidal actually uh, took took him in back in the day when Colby was really down on his luck. Uh, this fight's personal. It's not, you know, just normal uh, banter back and forth. This fight is personal. Um, And right now, Colby is minus 345. Masvidal is plus 265. These guys used to train together, uh, but it's different now. And this is going to go five rounds because it is uh, the the key fight. Uh, But when they sparred together, Masvidal was now 155. He's now at 155. Um, they both both fought and lost to Kamaru Usman. Colby, for some reason, he's one of those guys that likes to spout off. He, you know, uh, he just he's one of those guys that kind of is that gnat in your ear. He thinks he's the pound for pound fighter. I strongly disagree. Kamaru Usman, in my personal opinion, is the pound for pound fighter right now in the UFC. Um, and it's interesting that Kamara Usman was on Twitter when he gave an interview that said Masvidal's game plan is to run across the octagon, land a flying knee in the fight, and we go home. I know that Colby is the heavy, heavy favorite, but just because of all that bad blood, I think Colby is going to run his mouth. I think he's going to get uh-huh. in his own mind. I'm going to have to go for Masvidal in this Ooh. one, guys. I that'd love be, an underdog. So that'd be a big I'd money like, payoff. I, I'm going to have to see Masvidal shut Colby up. But one of the things that I do like about the UFC is that, you know, there's always that, that smack talk that goes on. But one of the things, after the fight, they always, or I won't say always, but 99% of the time, they come together, they shake hands, and a lot of that bad blood goes away. We love sportsmanship. Nancy, we are out of time. We're going to talk to Bryce Mitchell about his fight, and I think it's going to be a really good one. We'll see. But thank you for the insight on all of that. We will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, ask, ask-
ask Bryce guys about his interview with Ariel Hawani. I saw that. Yeah, we'll have to do that, I guess. I don't want to go down the road, but I think we have to. Thanks, Nancy. I think you do. All right. Thanks, guys.